Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is I'm on YouTube, my YouTube live page at Jean Martin. You guys come on over here and join us. I'm also um, live on my podcast. Thank you guys for joining in. I'm um, Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. How many of you guys know that our soul must be old? Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Come on in, join on in, and make sure you join this podcast. If you guys would like to support us, um, on my spot, go to my Spotify uh, page and put, uh, excuse me, anchor.fm, Arthur Pearly Martin, and uh, hit support there. Or you can support us on my cash app at um, dollar sign Pearly J Martin. That's P-E-A-R-L-I-E Martin. Um, right now, we're in the process of trying to start a transitional home for the homeless. So if you guys would like to um, support us, please feel uh, feel free to do so. Also, join, you can donate on my website at WeCare, W-E-E-C-A-R-E 1966.us. We're getting ready to get on into the message so right now because you know I got to know. Beloved, you know I just got to know. My question today is, we're different compared to who? Uh, who are you different compared to? You're different compared to who? How many of you know that when God created us, he was so satisfied with us that he did not see the need to create another one of us? And when we begin to mumble and grumble and complain and become begin to be discontent with who we are, it grieves the Holy Spirit because God is satisfied with you. My question to you is, why aren't you satisfied with you? Well, we're getting ready to dig into this and we're going to find some answers. How many of you know that the Bible tells us that we're not to compare ourselves one to another? Because that's not wise. But before we get into it, we're getting ready to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being here to uh, gathered together in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, um, that your word will not return void, but it will accomplish those things whereunto it is uh, sent. That stronghold mindsets will be uh, broken in the name of Jesus, Father, and that your people will be set free because the word of God, it is the power of God unto salvation, Lord God. And Father God, you say who the sun set free is free indeed. So, Father God, we thank you that your word will deliver us and set us free in the name of Jesus. Okay, guys, we're getting ready to jump into the word. I wanted to ask the question once again. You're different compared to who? What happens when we're not satisfied within ourselves? The Lord wants us to learn to be content in whatsoever state that we're in. And when we begin to, discontentment comes when we start to compare ourselves to other people. So 2 Corinthians 10 and 12, um, guys, that's where I'm going to read from. 2 Corinthians 10 and 12. I'm going to read the English Standard Version. It says, not that we dare to classify or compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves. How many, you know, we shouldn't be commending ourselves. Proverbs says, let the mouths of others praise us and not our own mouths. Okay. But uh, he said, he, here he said, uh, not that we dare to uh, classify or com- to compare ourselves with some of those who are commending themselves, but when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, 
they are without understanding. Uh, I believe the King James Version says, for us to compare ourselves unto ourselves is not wise, right? When we get in the, the comparison game, when we get in the comparison game, um, it causes us to become envy, and it causes us to enter into a race that we was never designed for. <laughs> you guys, that's Proverbs 27 and 2. It says, let another praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. In other words, we don't have to boast and brag about ourselves. Um, let the lips of someone else praise us. We don't have to commend ourselves. God will commend us. How many of you guys know that? And whatever we do in word or deed, when we do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ, that, you know, Whatever we do in secret, God said he will reward us openly. How about that? Okay, so uh, let me get back here where we're going. Um, when we begin to compare ourselves unto ourselves, that's when we begin to uh, feel as if we're in competition with someone else. But how many of you know that we're not in competition with anyone? We're called to run our own individual race, right? He told us to run our race. Um you know, to go for the prize that's set before us. Let me find that scripture here. To set our eyes on, the, on our own prize. We're running our own race. We're not running, a, a, we're not running against anyone. And, and that's funny to me because um, when people start, you know, trying to get into this envy thing, I'm thinking, who are they in competition with? Because I'm not part of the race. I'm not participating in the game. I'm not in the comparison game because I'm content within myself and um, when you're content within yourself you don't have to be jealous of anyone else that gives no place to the spirit of envy in our lives English standard uh, Hebrews 12 and 1 says therefore since we are surrounded so, by so great a cloud of witness let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us how many of you know that we're called to run the race that God has set before us? I'm not in, you know, there's no need to be in competition with anyone else because no one else is running the race. We have to run the race with endurance um, that God has set before us. I have to ask the question, beloved. Excuse me. I have to ask the question. You're different compared to who? Who or what are you comparing yourself to? Because God is our standard. This, the devil uses this door. When we, when, we, when we get into this mindset, this gives the devil access into our lives. And this is when people start talking about low self-esteem. When in fact, it's not about low self-esteem. It's really about knowing who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, the word of God tells us with the head and not the tail above and not beneath, right? So when we learn who we are in Christ, that's where we get our identity from. We're to get our identity in who Christ says we are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, right? All things pass away. Behold, all things. Look, see, all things have become new. When people can't see who you are, they'll try to hold you to who they think you are. A lot of people think they know me, but for real, they don't. Because the truth of the matter is, if people are not calling you who God is calling you, and people can't see you as, uh, you know, the way God has created you, then the truth of the matter is they're not even talking to you because they don't know you. <laughs> uh, they don't know you to talk to you, right? 
So if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, look, see, all things have become new. This is why I say judge nothing or no one before it's time because they could have been deli- got delivered since she fallen last. But isn't that why the, the people they could not receive anything from Jesus is because they was looking at him based upon who they thought he was? Uh, isn't this Joseph the carpenter's son? <laughs> so they couldn't receive anything from him because they did not know him. Right? They was judging him based upon what they could see, their five senses. And the natural, yes, that was true. That was Mary's son. But he was more than that. He was the son and still is the son of the living God. But they was basing their judgment, their perception of what they could see. Who are you compared, who are you different compared to? Let me uh, let me t- help you out with something. That different is good because different is how God created us. Right, and when God created us, He said it was good. He said it was good when He created us. The only thing He said He wasn't good that was man was, you know, that man be alone. But when God created us, He was satisfied with us, and He took time out. He formed the woman. He created the man, but He formed the woman. He created the man from the dirt, but He took the woman from His rib and He formed her. You know, God is a personal God. He is. Each and every person has their own separate, uh, unique fingerprint. You're different compared to who? When we start with this comparison game, it's not wise. That's the devil game. There's nothing or no one to compare yourself to. Be satisfied in who you are because no one can be to being you. If God so loved you, which he does, because it was because God so loved us, that he died and gave his only begotten son to die for us. Who are you competing with? Different compared to who? The love. I just had to drop in to ask that question. Who are you different compared to? In order to think, yes, we're different, but different is not, not in a bad way. We're different in a good way. No two people have the same fingerprint. No two people are exactly the same. That's a good thing. God is a God of variety. Look at the flowers. No, You know, we've got different color flowers, different color people. Different compared to who? And, well, and, and, and let, me, let me put another spin on this. Because you, know, you guys know that prejudice really is pride. Because pride makes you think that you're more superior. You're better than another person based upon the color of your skin or your living situations or the fact that you got more money than this person or whatever. But at the end of the day, life does not consist of the abundance of things because we're not going to be able to take any of this stuff with us. Different compared to who? Beloved God is satisfied with you. He's so satisfied with us that he did not see a need to create another one of us. I guess I dropped in to ask that very question. Who or what are you comparing yourself to? There's no, God is the standard. And for us to compare ourselves to other imperfect people is really to lower our standard. It's to lower our standard. I'm sorry about that. But for us to compare ourselves to anyone else, it's, it's lowering our standard. God has said, I'm satisfied with you. I created you to look like that. I created you like that. If I'm satisfied with you, why are you dissatisfied with me? Because, beloved, when God created us, 
He created us on purpose for a purpose and with a good purpose in mind. And guess what? When God who is perfect does not make any mistakes. So if God created us to be a woman, then then that means, what that means is that our purpose has something to do with our gender. This is something, he created me as a woman on purpose, for a purpose, and with a purpose. He created the man for as a man on purpose, for a purpose, and with his purpose in mind. And beloved, we believe that God is perfect, which he is. And we believe that God does not make mistakes, which he don't. Then that means we need to be satisfied with how he created us. If he created me as a woman, I'm a woman. If he created you as a man, you're a man. And, and begin to find out, Lord, what is my purpose as a woman? Lord, what is my purpose as a man? Because if God is perfect, and he is, and he does not make mistakes, we agree upon that, right? We agree that God is perfect. If you agree that God is perfect and that he does not make mistakes, then when we're having gender identity, then that means it's something wrong with me because God is not the author of confusion, right? The devil is. But that's the greatest game that the devil wants because he knows that if he can keep us from knowing who we are and whose we are, he'll always have the upper hand with those stronghold mindsets. The devil wants us to compare ourselves unto ourselves so he can play that game of you're not good enough because you don't look like them, your nose not small enough, or, you know, that's why I don't teach self-esteem, I teach God-esteem. Because he said we must decrease so he can increase. And the more that we learn who we are in Christ, that flesh life has to go. That's when we begin to grow content in who we are. When we learn who we are, we are heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. When we accept him as our, you know, we accept His uh, Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It was for God so loved us to love that he gave his only one son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. It was, that's how perfect and special, I mean, that God thinks so highly of us. God is satisfied with you. And God is not the author of confusion. So if we're having, when we're having identity crisis, whether, you know, they call it midlife crisis, identity crisis, gender crisis, we don't know what gender we're supposed to be. I just want you to know that according to the Bible, it says that Satan is the author of confusion. The devil is the author of confusion. Let me find that scripture for us. It's John 8, 44 and 1. It says, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and a bold not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Um, Let me go on and find where it talks about. So we know that the devil is a liar, but the devil is also the author of confusion. Let me find that scripture. 1 Corinthians 4.14 Okay, that was two scriptures there. That was John 8.44. I just read to you. Sorry about that. 1 Corinthians 14.33 tells us, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all uh, churches of the saints. But God is not the author of confusion. Right? So why would he create 
some a woman put him in a man body and put create a man and put him in a woman body that would be confusion that's not love god is not the author of confusion but of peace god is not the author of confusion but love and when we're having any kind of identity crisis when we're thinking less than ourselves and we don't see ourselves the way god sees us that's an identity crisis how many of you know that that's an identity crisis when we can't see ourselves the way God sees us that's an identity crisis when we see ourselves less than who God created us to be that's an identity crisis Lord help we're having an identity crisis are you having an identity crisis because when we're not satisfied within ourselves that's an identity crisis Are you having an identity crisis? Are you discontent within yourself? Are you discontent with who God created you to be? Because God is satisfied with you. Why aren't you satisfied with you? That's because the enemy is playing with you. The devil is the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians, we just read that. 1 Corinthians 14, 13. 33, I'm sorry. It says that Satan, God is not the author of confusion. We're not feeling good because our thoughts are not good. How many of you know that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your perception of yourself is going to determine how you feel about yourself. It's not only going to determine how you feel about yourself, but it's going to determine how you treat others and how you allow others to treat you. But I want you to know that you have been accepted by the beloved, the love, and that we are wonderfully and marvelously made, created in his own image, in his own likeness. And I like to say what an honor and a privilege it is to be created in the Father's uh, image. Out of all the creations, out of all of his creations, he decided he made humans in his own image and likeness. What an honor and a privilege that is. And if God is satisfied with you, I want you to know that it's the devil that has you feeling dissatisfied this week. Psalms 139, 13 says, For you formed my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. God did that. God knitted us together in our mother's womb. It says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And I know this very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. Before the foundations of the world, I want you to know that God knew you because God created you. Before your mother and father even knew each other, I'm trying to get us to understand that God created you and God is satisfied with us. He needs us to be satisfied with ourselves because when we're mumbling and grumbling and complaining and we're discontent, it grieves the Holy Spirit. It makes him sad. It quenches him. Different compared to who? Who or what are you comparing yourself to? What is it that the devil is using to make you feel like you're less than when God says we're greater than? For greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world, God tells us. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. 
you're feeling those low, that feeling of low self-esteem is coming from those mindset strongholds. Where somewhere along the way, the devil has convinced us or convinced you that you're not good enough compared to something or someone. But why are you comparing? God is the standard. And when we compare ourselves to other people, we're actually lowering our standards. Because why compare yourself to another imperfect human being? They're not the standard. God is the standard. And if God says that you're the apple of his eye, that we're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ, that we're the head and not the tail, that we're beautifully and marvelously and wonderfully made, I don't know about you, but that's the report I choose to believe. I am going to believe the report of the Lord. So envy comes when we forget how just how special we are. Who is there to compare you to? Different is normal because different is good because different is how God created us. He didn't create us all the same. So there's no one to compare yourself to. Take the pressure off yourself and just be free and love yourself the way God loves you because God is satisfied with you. Let him do the work in, in us. And if and again, like I said, if you're confused by your gender, look at your organ. Because when God created us, when he created the woman, he, he gave her breath, he gave her, you know, women organs. And when he created the man, he gave him, you know, different body parts. And um, that's how you can tell what your gender is. And if we're confused, we break that spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus. Because we already said that God is perfect. God is perfect in all his ways. He really, really is. And God created us. And the perfect, the God who's perfect created us. And he did not make mistakes. God is a God of purpose. So you're not an accident, an incident, or a coincidence. Because let me tell you this. Before he created you in your mother's womb, God said he knew you. Before the foundations of the world, God knew he knew us. Before our mother and father knew each other, God knew us. So he put us and he placed us in our mother's womb. He created us. We came out the mind of God, the heart of God, the love of God. God is God loves us so much. And he He proved his love to us. That when, even when we're yet sinners, the Bible tells us that Christ came on and he died for us. I just want you to know that we was the joy that was set before Jesus. The Bible says that we the joy, it was because of the joy that was set before him. That's how he was able to endure the cross. Because his purpose was greater than his pain. And Jesus Christ's purpose was to come to save us, deliver us, to redeem us. So that we would have a choice. And we wouldn't have to be lost if we chose to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. I'm just trying to figure it out. You're you're different compared to who's alive. God is satisfied with you. And when people aren't satisfied with you, it's not really even about you. It's because they feel dissatisfied about about themselves. Remember, a good tree cannot bear evil fruit, and an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit. So out of the abundance of a man's own heart, his mouth is speaking. 
So when you see a person speaking evil, negative, nasty things about you, it's not even about you. That's how they feel about themselves. I was talking to my son yesterday, and I was uh, reminding him of a story of when he was a kid, and this little boy uh, said his mama was a bee, which was me. And he came home, and he was so upset. Man, he was upset. If smoke could have came out of his nose, it would have. He was upset. He said, I said, what's wrong? He was in elementary school. He said, what a little boy said. He told me the boy name. He said, he said, you was a bee. I said, do the little boy know me? He said, no. I said, then he was not talking about me. So why are you all upset? Why are you all, oh, so why are you all downtrodden, beloved? Because of something that the devil has said through somebody about, not even, it's not even about you. If they're not calling you, who God is calling you, then they're not talking to you. Quit answering, quit responding to names that don't describe you. <laughs> it's how the abundance of a man, I done been around people and they've said things about people and it was true about themselves. They called somebody fat and they was fat. They couldn't see themselves. This is why it's so important inside of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. That's how he feels on the inside. So when people are saying negative things about you, that gives you a glimpse of how they're feeling on the inside. That's not about you because it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth speaks. Let's quit taking on the offense and making it personal and start praying for people when they show you how miserable they really are. That has nothing to do with you. What there's... People speak eat negative words because they think in negative thoughts. If they're not saying what God is saying, then they're not talking about you. And even if it's a correction, because God do use people to bring correction. So let's not be ignorant of that either. But you know well enough that when correction comes, if, if, if it's you. But I'm saying when people are speaking negative things to try to tear you down, destroy your character... Our character is connected to Christ. If any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 16, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, right? Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let's quit judging people based upon the flesh. He said, we'll know them by the fruit, right? Not the flesh. He said, because if we was judging people by the flesh, we would have got it wrong with David. I know we would have. We would have all got it wrong with David. Right? So, know no man according to the flesh, but let's know each other according to the spirit. I'm sorry about that. I was on YouTube Live. I think I lost my live. But, um... That's what I dropped in to say today, is to know no man according to the flesh, but to let's know each other according to the Spirit. Uh, 1 Corinthians 5 and 16 says, um, you know, we used to know Christ according to the flesh, but we, know, we no longer know Christ according to the flesh. Why is this? Because Christ is no longer a flesh man, Christ is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So know no man according to the flesh. But know him by the spirit. Look at the vessel and not the voice. Listen, the voice is going to tell you what's in them. Because what's in us, I always tell people, if you want to know what's in us, 
listen to what's coming out of it. If you want to know what's in you, listen to what's coming out of you. Right? I'm getting ready to end it here. I just dropped in today to exhort you, to encourage you, and to remind you that let's not play the blame game. Because when we get into that comparison thing, I'm sorry, when we start comparing ourselves, that's when we start getting off track. That's when we open the door to the devil. But God says, I want to ask you one more time, beloved. I just want to ask you one more time. You're different compared to who? Who or what are you comparing yourself to? When God himself is satisfied with you. If we're having a gender identity, like I said earlier, let's get in the face of God and say, Lord, we, matter of fact, we're going to pray today and we're going to bind that spirit of confusion because as we read earlier in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14.33, please take time out and read that. We're having identity crisis. We call it midlife crisis. Are you having a midlife crisis? Are you having a gender crisis? You don't know whether you're male or female. You don't know whether you're young or old. I mean, what, what's the problem? What's going on? You're having low self-esteem because you don't know, you know where our identity comes from. God loves us. Beloved. For God so loved you. You know, we have to make, we have to see ourselves in the text. And it's so important that, excuse me, it's so important that we take the word of God and we see ourselves in the text. Because if we don't see what the word has to do with us, it's not, you know, some people are taking it as just a good Bible story, a good book. Oh, that was nice what Jesus did. No, Jesus really did do that. And he's still loving on us today. He proved his love for us when he gave his only begotten son to die for us. Beloved, if God so loved you, you too should also love you. And that's what I dropped in to say. You're different compared to who? When we get when we get in this comparison game, it causes us to become uh, prideful, boastful, and it causes us to become very competitive. We're supposed to be spirit-led, not competition-led. I don't know who the Joneses are, uh, but I'm not trying to keep up with, with them. I only want what God has for me. I'm not interested in trying to have what you have because that, that, that's not for me. No man can wear another man's armor. No man can run another man's race. What's your race? Lay aside every sin and every weight that so easily besets you. What's hindering you? You once was running your race so well. What hindered you? What did the devil put in front of you to take you off course? And where now you was once running, chasing after God, but now you're chasing after the title, you're chasing after position, you're chasing after the world. Love not the world, nor the things of the world. For we love the world, and the love of the Father is not in us. Because the love of the world, it, it distracts us. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's designed to take us off course. It's designed to put our thing, eyes on the things of the world 
to take our eyes off the thing. Some people need to get off Facebook for a little while because it's distracting them. They're looking at people make-believe lifestyles and saying, oh, look at them. But instead of looking at them, why not look at you? How many of you know that every choice supplies a need? And when God created you, he didn't make no trash. We say God don't need people. Yes, God don't need people, but God used people. Because God, everything he, he creates, he creates for a, purpose, for a purpose, one purpose, and with a purpose. So we as people serve a purpose. That's why God created us. But when we're trying to be something that we're not, that's why we're feeling all out of place sometimes because that's not what we're created to do. Now, God will grace us to do certain things, but when the grace is gone, it's time to move on. Because when the grace is gone, that's when the anointing lifts, and that's when God is not helping you to do it. The love. Who are you comparing yourself to? We need to think of ourselves the way God thinks of us. Um, pick up my book, um, Understanding Your Identity in Christ, Your New Identity in Christ. It's one of my study guide books. All my books are online at Amazon. Pick up that book so we can begin to walk in the newness of life. Because as long as the devil can confuse us with our identity, he'll be able to trick us. That's how he was able to trick Eve into, uh, you know, into eating the fruit, eating from the forbidden tree. Because she didn't know who she was. He told her that if she ate the fruit, she would be like God, knowing good from evil. She'd be wise like him. She, you know how he was able to do that? Because she didn't know that she was already like God. She didn't know her identity. And when the devil can keep us from knowing our identity, whether it's our, our, our spiritual identity, our gender identity, as long as he can keep the confusion going, he can keep us from growing. He can keep us from walking in our true identity in Christ Jesus. The devil does not want us to know who we are because God says my people are destroyed because they don't know me or they're destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. In every area in our lives where there's confusion, it's an area in our lives where we're open to the devil's lie. I, I want to say this. I, I feel the need to say this. But God didn't do it. Because some of us are confused about our gender because we got angry at God about something that happened to us. But I want to say to you that God didn't do it. If it kills, steal, and destroy, God didn't do it. Jesus tells us in John 10, 10, that he's the good shepherd, and he came that we might have life and life more abundantly. But it's the thief who covered not for the steal, kill, and destroy. I want you to know that God didn't do it. The devil did. And when we don't forgive other people, then the very thing that we refuse to forgive comes back and judges us. Because unforgiveness, you know what it does? It sentences people to condemnation. That's why he say, judge not. Therefore, you shall not be judged. Because when we judge, the same measure that we use to judge them is going to come back to meet us. And then we're going to find ourselves doing the very thing that we judge the other person for. He said, I hate men. 
Why don't we hate men? Why do we try to be one? There is no condemnation below. We have to deal with this. And the only way we're going to be able to deal with the real issues in our lives is to go to the root. Because nothing happens without a seed. You do know that, right? Nothing happens without a seed. Without a seed, you can't have an apple tree. We were planted in the womb. We call it the seed. You know, without a seed, nothing happens. Somewhere along the way, the devil has sold his lies into our mind, and they're called mindset strongholds. And now we're overeating. We're emotionally eating. We're hating ourselves because the devil has convinced us, has condemned us so bad based upon something imperfect that we did. That's what imperfect people do. I'm not making excuses for love. But I'm trying to talk to you in this way so you'll know that you need to forgive yourself because God has. So God has forgiven you. Can you forgive you? Who are you different compared to? Why are you condemning yourself? What is What lie has the devil told you to convince you that the word of God is not true? But love, God has put stuff here for us to clearly see and know that he exists. Even in our natural physical bodies, if I have breath, that means I'm a woman. If I have, if, if you have, your sexual organs determines your gender. So why is it that our mindset is contrary to what God's word is saying? Again, because he tells us in Corinthians that God is not the author of confusion. The devil is the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion, beloved. We can't say that God is perfect. And we can't say that God, uh, we can't say that God is perfect if we believe he made mistakes. But God was, God is perfect. And he does not make mistakes. And beloved, God was not confused when he created you. That would be cool for him to create someone as a man and put him in a woman's body. Or to create a woman and put her in a man's body. That's cruelty. That is very cruel. God is not, God loves us. And he was not confused when he created us. He made our nose the way he made it. He made my ears. You know, we cannot walk in the newness of life when we don't know who we are. Do you know who? Well, we, the way you can tell when somebody don't know who they are is when they're very boastful and prideful and they're always happy to compare themselves. There's no condemnation. It just means we just got to get in the Word and find out who we are. We have to know that God thinks highly of us. When He created us, He didn't create no junk. God loves people. And like He said, that when we don't love people, we don't know God. Because to love God is to love people. God loves people. He said, do not judge so that you will not be judged. Some of us, uh, our judgment is connected to unforgiveness. Because when we don't forgive people, isn't that what we do? We judge them. We sentence them in a courtroom. In our own courtroom. And we become the judge and the jury. And what happens is, when we're judging other people, do not judge 
and criticize and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteousness, superiority, as though assuming the office of a judge, so that you will not be judged unfairly. Who, who put us on the seat? A lot of times, when we're judging other people, that's because we're self-righteous and we can't see ourselves. So if you look in the courtroom, you always see the judge sitting up high and everyone else sitting down low. And that's what we do. And the next time you, we go to judge someone, I want you to, I pray that you will see this image of you sitting up high and looking down on others. Because no, our sin might not be your sin, but we all have them. And that's why I say we're the main subject of our own life. But my job, I'm just a messenger. I'm just the mailman. I'm the ambassador of Christ. I minister of reconciliation just like we're all called to do. We're all called to tell people the truth. Because when we don't tell people the truth, we don't only hold them in bondage, but we hold ourselves in bondage. Because it keeps us from releasing the word, the word. Why is it so important? Why, why do we have such a hard time telling people the truth? Because of fear, because we think they're not going to fear what they're going to think about us. But telling people the truth is not about us. Telling people the truth is about them, so they can be free. You know, the proverb says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful is a kiss of an enemy. Proverbs 27 and 6. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But deceitful are the kiss of an enemy. Make sure that when we're telling people the truth, that it's God's truth and not our own truth. Make sure uh, that we're being spirit-led and not flesh-led. Because even when God corrects us, it's to, uh, it's to restore us. God's correction is not to kill us or condemn us, but it is to convict us, to convince us that we need to repent. Beloved, who is there to compare yourself to? Why are you trying to pretend to be someone you're not? Because when we're stuck in a gender identity crisis, thinking that we're a woman when we're a man and a man when we're a woman, that's a gender identity crisis. Or we're thinking that we have to be like this person or that person to be good enough, or we have to make this amount of money, or what? Thinking, trying to be like the Joneses, trying to keep up with the fashions, and trying to keep, be not conformed to the world, Romans 12, 1 and 2, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're called to be world changers, not allow the world to change us. We're called to change the world. So we're not trying to be like them. We're trying to be like Christ. His spirit is on the inside of us, and on the inside we are like him. But we have, he wants to teach us how to live Christ's life. So we have to renew our mind. We have to change our way of thinking to change our way of living. That's why he tells us to be not conformed, but to be transformed by renewing of our mind. Romans 12 and 2. Who are you trying to... God is satisfied with you. When he created you as a male, that means he created you as a man. When he created you as a woman, that means he created you as a woman. God is satisfied with us. Who is there to compare ourselves to? Why would we want to be like someone else? 
when we're trying to be like someone else, we're not satisfied with ourselves. And, I, and then what we're saying is, God, you made a mistake. Just because you don't like you don't mean God don't like you. God loves you. And when you start loving you, Lord, how much you do. You talking about liberty? Because see, when, when we begin to love ourselves, we won't be afraid of what anything or anybody else thinks. That is who the Son set free is really free indeed. You're going to be free in your actions. Because when we become confident in who God says we are, not self-confidence, I'm talking about God-confidence. Being confident in God's love for us keeps us, will cause us to be content and satisfied in, the, in, in who God created us to be. You won't see a need to try to be like anyone else. And I'm not talking about false, this false, boastful pride when we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having confidence. Confidence, uh, boldness comes from having confidence in God's love. And when we have confidence in God's love for us, that will boost what the world is calling self-esteem. But we're not talking about self-esteem. We're talking about God-esteem because he said we must decrease so God can increase. And when we decrease so God can increase, then we'll begin to walk in the newness of life. And as we begin to walk in our new identity in Christ, that's going to be the only thing that's going to matter. Because it's in Christ that we find contentment. It's in Christ that we find peace. How, what do we mean in Christ? Jesus said those who keep their minds stayed on me. I will keep them in perfect peace. Don't let the cares of the world, the concerns of the world, the things of the world take you off course, take you off focus and cause you not to be content. See where you are on your way to where you're going. Because you're different compared to, in order to think, now yes, difference is good, like I said, because difference is how God created us. Difference is not a bad thing, but the world takes it. That's what Satan does. He takes everything that God created and he tries to pervert it and twist it. He tries to make different seem like it's something bad. But different is good because different is God. That's how he created us. He created, no, nobody has the exact same fingerprint. That's different, right? That's how God created us. No two people look exactly the same. And when we begin to judge people, based upon our little preconceived ideas of what we think people should look like or how we think people should be, we're not the standard. So make sure that our judgment is right, that it's based upon the Word of God and not on our own fleshly, selfish, preconceived ideas. Because we're not the standard God is. Those are God's people. He's able... He is able to determine whether they stand or fall. So let's quit judging other people and let's judge ourselves. Because when we feel like we have the right to judge other people, it puts us in a self-righteous, prideful position. And some of us are having trouble with our gender identity, not knowing whether we are a man or a woman or whatever. And we're having trouble with our identity. It's because, like, once again, we're looking over here at the Joneses, saying, well, we're not good enough because we don't have... I never could understand it, even as a child. 
How is it that they got a new pair of tennis shoes and they're acting different? It's just a pair of shoes. How is getting a new car or living in a bigger house, how does that, or having a different color skin, how does that make one person better than another? I, I, I never could figure that out. I never. Okay, it's a car. So what makes you think you're better than me because your car is newer than mine or your house is bigger than What? That's foolishness. The Apostle Paul says that that's, in, that's, that's immature. That's a baby way of thinking. Because when we're drink, when we should be drinking, eating meat, we're still drinking uh, milk because we still have all this envy and strife among us. When we should be teaching others, we still need to be taught. Envy is a sign of immaturity. Because envy tells you about a person that they don't know who they are. God tells us not to be boastful and prideful. That's the pride of life. When you know who you are, you can be content in who you are. But if you're confused, there's no way you can have peace when you're in the middle of a gender identity. Because that is confusion. When we don't know who we are, it's a massive amount of confusion. And we bind that spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus. And we command it to go and to loose the minds of people. The love, my challenge to you, if you're having a gender identity, if you're confused about who you are, if we have said that God is perfect and he doesn't make any mistakes, and we know he don't, if we understand that the Bible is true, that God said that he is not the author of confusion and you're feeling confusion, just know every time you start to feel confused, that's not God. Take authority over it, bind it, say I command it to come down in Jesus' name. My God is not confused. If I'm feeling confused, that's a spirit of confusion that comes from the devil. In love. Some of us are being held in captive. With identity crisis when we didn't begin the person who maybe molested us or the person who told us we should look like a boy or I don't know, whatever lie. Because every, every stronghold, addiction, or bondage, which we all have, we call them issues, it's attached to a devil's lie. So that's why I asked the question, what's your why lie? What lie has the devil told you to convince you that God made a mistake when he created you? I just need to know. The love. God was not confused when he created you. If he have breasts, you're a woman. If he have private parts, male organ, you're a man. That's why we have to pretend to be something that we're not. But I'm telling you that God loves us. And the plans that he has for us are good and not evil. To prosper us, to bless us, and to bring us in great success. My prayer is that the yokes be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that signs and wonders will follow your word. And there is no distance in you. So Holy Spirit, I ask that as we listen to this podcast, that those who those who have been held bondage and held captive by the spirit of confusion, whether it's in gender identity, not knowing if you're a man or a woman or or if it's just in whatever area, comparing ourselves and to ourselves because we don't know who we are. Because we have bought into the lie of the devil. And he has convinced some that they're less than. 
when you've already said that they're greater than. Because you are God of purpose. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You created us. We have the fullness of the Godhead. You prepared us. You equipped us. You put everything in us when you made us. Before the foundations of the world, Father, you said that you knew us. And when you created us, you didn't create no mess and you didn't create no mistakes. And you are a good, good Father. You are a loving Father. And Father, we repent right now for believing the lies of the enemy. But we come against every mindset stronghold. Father, I ask that you take the blinders off the minds of the people so they can see. That you'll give them a revelation, Father, of who you are. That you'll interrupt our lives, Father, when we're going the wrong way. Wrestle with us, Father God. Convict us. Convince us of every error in our lives that's contrary to you. Because you so loved us that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for us. We have men dealing with issues because of lack of respect. But I'm telling you, that imperfect person, people can only give you what they have. So we're taking how other people are and we're making it about us. When in fact, it has nothing to do with you. The reason they're so negative because they feel bad about themselves. But you've taken how they are and you made it. Remember, out the abundance of a man's own heart, his mouth is speaking. He's letting you, they're letting you see and hear how miserable they feel on the inside. So God said, bless those that curse you. In other words, they're speaking those negative thoughts. Bless them. They're telling you what's wrong with them by what's coming out of them. For it's not the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. So I'm saying to you, if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. I want to end it there. My challenge to you today is to pray and ask God to deliver you from everything in your life. Father, we ask you right now. You said we're two or three joined together. You're right here with us. Even now, Father, there is no distance in you, Father. You sent your word to be healed. Father, we send your word right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask that your spirit, Father, that your spirit just hovers and runs upon in every stronghold, that your anointing will destroy every stronghold. It will break every yoke of addiction, every yoke of perversion, every yoke of not knowing who we are, the lies that the enemy, show us the lies that the enemy have sown so we can be delivered and set free, casting down those evil imaginations and those thoughts that exalt itself against the knowledge and the word of God. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys, when, just when you finish listening to the podcast, please pray. Put your hands up to the Lord and praise Him and just thank God for your deliverance. I'm getting ready at the end of my podcast. I'm getting ready to run out of time here. But I just want to exhort you, encourage you, remind you to love. That God loves you and I love you. That God does not want us stuck in an identity crisis. Because when we don't know who we are, we cannot live how God created us to be. He wants us to be free. Who the Son set free. He's already delivered us. We have to walk in if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Romans 10, 9 and 10. I'm going to read the NLT because it's easier 
seven and see openly declare that Jesus is Lord. I believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Cry to the Lord and say, Lord, save me. Read Romans 10, 9 and 10. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So you can begin again today your new life journey in Jesus Christ. I'm in it here. You guys, if you'd like to support us, visit my website, We Care, W-E-C-A-R-E, 1966.us. All my books are available online on Amazon under Pearly Martin. You guys, please share this podcast because I know for a fact there's a lot of us have an identity crisis. We have expressed that we've left our first love. We can't know who we are outside of God. I'm ending it now. You guys keep looking for the good in your day. The love so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Know that God loves you. That God so loved us that he wants us to be delivered. It was for this purpose that the Son of God was uh, manifest to destroy all the works of the devil. I'm ending it here. You guys share this podcast. Be so blessed. And be so encouraged. Again, this is Arthur Pearly Martin. You guys subscribe to my page um, on my anchor.fm if you like to leave a prayer request, hit message. If you like to support us, hit support. Uh, for things are going to go to our We Care, our street community outreach to the home.